What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Maylari. So happy NFL Sunday. It is about an hour until kickoff, so I'm going to give my predictions for the NFL season based on records. I know I had Mike Hurley on yesterday to talk about we think each team will place in every division, so you already know how I feel about where every team's going to place. Now I'm going to give their win and loss total so you can see how I feel about every single team. So I'll start off with the AFC East. I got the Buffalo Bills in first, 13-4 and record. I get the Dolphins in second with a 10 and 7 record. I think Tua Tagovailoa has a very good year this year. I think the Tyreek Hill addition to the offense will be huge. And then factor in, Tua had a good year last year with Jalen Walter. Now they add even more speed with Tyreek Hill. As for the Bills, obviously everyone knows how great they are on offense. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, one of the best connections in the NFL. I got them in first, 13 and 4. I got the Dolphins at 10 and 7. I got the Patriots at 8 and 9. I think they regressed a little this year, maybe 9 and 8. 8 and 9, 9 and 8. I was between the two of them. For the Patriots, I think they regressed with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia as their offensive assistants. Both of those guys I would not want as my offensive assistants, especially play calling. Joe Judge helped Daniel Jones regress heavily over the last couple seasons, so I don't want Joe Judge calling plays if I were to be a Patriots fan. And then you look at it, the Patriots had a tough training camp with the new offense, a lot of turmoil in the offense. Mac Jones maybe not seeing eye-to-eye with some of these changes, so I'm going to go with the Patriots going 8-9 and nine and 9-8. Nine and eight. I get the Jets at 7-10. and 10. Originally, I had them at 8-9, and nine, but with Zach Wilson being out four games, I think maybe 7-10 and 10 is probably a sailing. They'll realistically probably go 6-11, and 11, but I'm going 7-10 just to give them the benefit of the doubt since I think Zach Wilson has a very good season whenever he returns from the injured reserve, which he'll be on for the first four games of the season. AFC West. I get the Raiders in first going 11-6. and six. I get the Chiefs tied with them record-wise 11-6. and six. I gave the Raiders the edge. Maybe they have a better record in the division. So I gave the Raiders the edge at 11-6. and six. I gave the Chiefs an 11-6 and six record as well. I get the Chargers at 10-7. and seven. I get the Broncos at 9-8. and eight. One thing with the Raiders, I love the Derek Hodge, Devontae Adams connection. They add Chandler Jones. So they had an elite pass rusher and the best wide receiver in the NFL in my eyes. Then with the Chiefs, obviously losing Tyree Kill is a big loss. I think Sky Moore and Juju Smith-Schuster, both of them have a good season and help make up 80% of the production that Tyree Kill brought to that offense. The Chargers, I think they're a really good team. I just think this division is the best in football, obviously, probably the best in recent memory. I have them in third place, just one game out. I think there's going to be maybe a game or two that separates all four of these teams. Uh, The Chargers in third, I think they have a good year as well. They'll make the playoffs. In fourth place in the AFC West, I have the Broncos going 9-8. and eight. I don't know. I just don't think Russell Wilson is still a top five, top seven quarterback in the NFL. I think he's a little bit on the downtrend, so I have them going 9-8, and eight, still having a good year, though. Next up, AFC North. I get the Ravens at 11-6. and six. Probably a surprise pick to some, but I think if Lamar Jackson's healthy and they keep a lot of their guys healthy that have been important for them the last few years, I think it makes a big difference. Although J.K. Dobbins will be out of the game today, he will not be playing for them against the Jets. And one thing I want to mention was Lamar Jackson rejected a $290 million deal from the Ravens. According to ESPN, Lamar Jackson rejected a six-year, $290 million contract extension from the Ravens this offseason, which included $133 million in fully guaranteed money. Lamar Jackson wants a lot more in guaranteed money since Deshaun Watson got $230 million in guaranteed money. Lamar wants more than that. And if you look at the deal, six years, $290 million would have been $48.33 million per year. So he would have gotten a great payday, but obviously he wants more guaranteed money. And I think Lamar Jackson is a top seven quarterback in the NFL and deserves to be paid like one. So the Ravens, as I said, I get them 11-6. and six. I think they have a very good year. I think if Lamar Jackson's healthy, it's going to be very important to them. I love what they did in the draft. Tyler Lindebaum was great as a draft pick. And then also grabbing Kyle Hamilton. I like what the Ravens did a lot this offseason. Obviously now they're building around Rashad Bateman. He's their new wide receiver one. 
I'm very interested to see what happens there. Obviously, without Marquise Brown, it's going to be a little bit different of an offense. But I think Lamar Jackson has a very good year of the Ravens at 11-6. and six. I got the Bengals at 9-8. and eight. I think the Bengals take a little bit of a step back this year. I think they're still going to have a very good year. But I think they take a little bit of a step back after that Super Bowl run since I think they really just got hot at the right time. I'm not sure if it was – I'm not saying it was a fluke, but I'm not sure they're going to be the team they were in the playoffs last year on that run. So I have them at 9-8. and eight. I do love Jamal Chase and Joe Burrow, though. Joe Burrow to Jamal Chase, one of the best connections in the NFL. That defense played a lot better than expectations had for them in that playoff run. So I think they regress a little bit and go 9-8. and eight. Next up by the Steelers going 8-9. and nine. I think they're right on the edge of being a 500 team, whether it's – just under 500, 8 and 9, or being just over at 9 and 8. They have a very good roster, a great defense. But obviously, with Trubisky and Kenny Pickett as quarterback, Trubisky's a week one starter. Pickett will probably be in at some point. A little bit of a worry, I'd say, if I had had Mitch Trubisky as my quarterback starting. Although I did say he does get a lot of slander, kind of like Daniel Jones, when he doesn't deserve it. I'm not saying he's a great quarterback. He's a good backup. I don't think he's a really good starter. So I have them going 8 and 9. And then I got the Browns at 7 and 10. They have a very good defense. Very good pass rush. Miles Garrett, obviously, one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Have a very good secondary, too, led by Denzel Ward. But I have this team going 7-10, especially considering that their starting quarterback will be Jacoby Brissett for the first 11 weeks of the season. I think they go 4-7 and seven in those 11 games. Maybe, you know, they could stay afloat and be close, but I have them going 7-10 and 10 overall in the season. Next up is the AFC South. I have the Colts winning this division very easily, too. 12-5 and record I think the Colts will have this season. I think they're going to have a very good year with Matt Ryan as their quarterback. Obviously, I've explained now in the last couple episodes, very good offensive line, very great offensive-minded head coach at Frank Reich. Got 27 touchdowns on Acosta Wentz last year. Matt Ryan, still a good pocket-passing quarterback. He had zero help in Atlanta. There were a ton of injuries. Calvin Ridley wasn't playing, obviously, last season. So he didn't really have much help there last year besides Cordero Patterson. So now we'll have a little bit more help in Indianapolis with the best running back in the NFL with Jonathan Taylor. Michael Pittman as his wide receiver one. And then obviously a good defense and a great offensive line with a good offensive-minded head coach. I think the Colts go 12-5 and five this year. I got the Titans going 9-8. and eight. I think Tannehill's on the back end of his career. I think he's starting to regress at the end of last season, especially, especially in that playoff game. You could tell he wasn't the quarterback he was two years ago when he really broke out in the 2019-2020 seasons. I think another thing is Derrick Henry has a lot of mileage on him. I still think he has a very good year, but I think they're going to rely on him a lot more than they even did last year because I think Tannehill is on the downtrend. And then obviously now losing Harold Landry for the year, their best pass rusher, it might be a little bit tough for this Titans team to be what they were last year, especially considering they traded A.J. Brown. Traylon Burks is now their new wide receiver, too, I'd say, and their wide receiver one is Robert Woods. But I'm going to go 9-8 and eight on that Titans team. Still have a good roster, but I don't think they're going to be the team they were last year. Next up is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them going 5-12. and 12. I think they're an interesting team this year since still have a very young roster. Obviously, a young quarterback of Trevor Lawrence going into a second year. I think he has a good year, a lot better than he did last year. But I think the issue with Trevor Lawrence is that they don't really have much offensive line help for him. They did try to improve it a little bit in the offseason. But I think Trevor Lawrence has a good year, maybe throws 25 touchdowns. But I think this team is still another year or two away from actually competing in that division. So I have them going 5-12. and 12. And then I got the Texans at 4-13. and 13. They could easily be 3-14. and 14. This Texans team really doesn't have much besides Brandon Cooks, Davis Webb, and then Damian Pierce, the rookie running back everyone's very high on. But they really don't have much help there at all on that team. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in that division since I think the Colts really dominate. I think the Texans on the bottom end of that division, I think they're on the bottom end of the NFL. I think they'll probably have around the first pick of the draft. I think 3-14 and 14 is probably a reasonable prediction for them, but I had them at 4-13 and 13 originally, so I'm going to stay with it. 
the NFC East. I get the Eagles going 10-7, and seven, winning the division. I like their roster the most. The Cowboys might have the best roster overall. I like the Eagles' roster the most, though. have a very good defense. Obviously, getting Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox back for another year is very is very big, obviously. Two great players. And then, obviously, having Darius Slay, one of the best cornerbacks in the game, helps you on the back end as well. I do like their offense, too. I think Jalen Hurts, obviously, is a better fantasy quarterback than he is a real-life quarterback. But I think he has a good year, a good enough year to stay in that system for one more year. They'll give him another run. Obviously, this roster is good enough to probably compete for a playoff spot right now. So Jalen Hurts has to be the quarterback that they think he is. He has to have a good year. So I have the Eagles going 10-7. and seven. I get the Giants at 9-8. and eight. I was between 8-9 and nine for the Giants and 9-8. and eight. I did say my ceiling was 10-7. and seven. My floor was either 5-12 and 12 or 6-11. and 11. And my realistic prediction was 8-9 and nine and 9-8. and eight. I'm going to go the benefit of the doubt, give the Giants the 9-8 and eight record. I do love what the Giants did in the draft. First three picks were all home runs. You got Kayvon Thibodeau at 5, Evan Neal at 7, arguably the best pass rusher and the best tackle in the draft. And then grabbing Wanda Robinson in the second round after trading down a couple times to grab more draft picks. Absolutely huge draft for that Giants team, especially with their first three picks. Obviously, injuries are an issue already. It seems like Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojalari will be out of today's game against the Titans, so that's a big loss, especially considering those are your two best pass rushes besides Leonard Williams. But two losses there for the Giants, not having both of those guys, especially considering young, good pass rushes, and the Giants need everything they can get, all the help they can get on the defensive end. I do think Adoree Jackson has a huge year. I think he's my MVP of the defense for the Giants this season. My MVP of the offense, I was between Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones has an unreal year. I already gave you guys my predictions for what I think he does this year. I think he has a huge year. I think Saquon Barkley is a very good year, too. I think both of them are fed up with all of the nonsense and all of the critics and all of the criticism and all of the comments of everyone saying both of these guys are not the second and the sixth picks of the draft. I would go back and I'd take Daniel Jones at 6 in 2019. I'd take Saquon Barkley at 2 in 2018. Just you have to build around them a little better on the offensive line. Nate Solder was a swing and miss. Obviously, they've had their injuries, too, over the course of the last couple of years, whether it's wide receivers versus Daniel Jones. Sterling Shepard's been banged up a ton. The Kenny Galladay signing didn't really work out. The Giants really, really haven't had any luck. And then you add in Jason Garrett was their offensive coordinator for a couple seasons or a year and a half. And Joe Judge was their head coach for two years. The Giants really just did not have much help around them. But one thing that's a positive for the Giants is you bring Brian Dable in from that Bills offense. And Wanda Robinson, Giants wide receiver, rookie wideout out of Kentucky, was telling Tom Rock that he was watching that Bills-Rams game on Thursday night. So a lot of similarities between the two offenses, the Giants offense and that Bills offense, and even knew what play was coming next at times. And if you watch that Bills offense, they can score at will. So it's very exciting to know that the Giants system is now built around what that Bills system was when Brian Dable was there in Buffalo. So I have the Giants going 9-8. and eight. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I get the Cowboys at 9-8. and eight. I don't know what it is about the Cowboys. They have a lot of injuries. I think they're a little bit overhyped. Every single year, I think Ezekiel Elliott, I think he's a good year, but I don't think he's the RB1 that they paid him to be, obviously. I think Tony Pollard might be a better value contract for them, especially considering he had a better year last year for the most part, especially in the pass game. He helps you out a lot in the pass game. I think Dak Prescott is a good year. I have them going 9-8. and eight. Obviously not having Tyron Smith out with that injury until probably December, and then you add in Michael Gallup's injury as well. I think this team's 9-8. and eight. I do like C.D. Lamb a lot, though, and I think even Jalen Tobert, their wide receiver, rookie out of South Alabama, could be a good player as well. But I have them going 9-8. and eight. And then I got the Commanders at 5-12. and 12. Carson Wentz is their quarterback, which I think Wentz had a good year last year, but I don't think he's going to repeat that this year without Frank Reich as his offensive coordinator or, I guess, head coach in Indianapolis. 
I don't think he repeats that this year, so I have them going 5-12. and 12. I do love Terry McLaurin a lot. I like Antonio Gibson, but I don't think this team is going to be a playoff team. I don't think they even contend in the division. I have them going 5-12. and 12. Obviously, you have Chase Young to build around, but he's been banged up a lot with injuries, so I'm going to go 5-12 and 12 for this Commanders team. Next up is the NFC West. I have the Rams at 11-6 and six winning this division. I think they have the best roster overall, although it's very close. The Niners have a very good roster as well. I'm going to go Rams since they won the Super Bowl last year. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I have them going 11-6. and six. Obviously, the Cooper Cup and Stafford connection is still elite as it was on Thursday night. Just that defense did not look like it was playing in that Super Bowl run. And obviously, Matt Stafford had three picks, which didn't help as well. Hopefully, he plays a little bit. I know he had the elbow tendonitis in the offseason, so that definitely didn't help him in his cause, especially considering he threw three picks. He threw a lot of picks last year, but three in one game, you're not going to be winning many games you throw three picks. So, Tough game for him the other night. I'm going to stay with my 11-6 and six record prediction, though, for that Rams team. Next up, i got the 49ers at 10-7. and seven. I think Trey Lance, very big question mark, a mystery. If he has a very good year, who knows? This team has a very good roster besides the quarterback position, whether it's Jimmy G or Trey Lance. This team's a very good roster around them, no matter which quarterback were to be the starter. I know Trey Lance is starting for them, but if Trey Lance has a tough start to the season. I think Jimmy G would be in there. Rather quickly, especially considering he got that restructured contract to stay in San Francisco. I think if you look at it, I think Nick Boza is my pick for Defensive Player of the Year in the NFL. I think he's a very good year. You add in a wide receiver like Debo Samuel, who had a great year last year for the Niners. Bring him back for another season. Got paid, obviously, in the offseason. I think Debo Samuel has a huge year for that Niners team. I love the way he plays. Obviously, plays the game very fast and quick, so it might be easy for him to get hit and possibly get hurt, but hopefully he stays healthy this year since he loves going over the middle, loves getting end rounds. I think hopefully he has a very good year for that Niners team. I got the Niners going 10-7. and 7. I think they have a very good year. I got the Cardinals at 9-8, and 8, as I explained yesterday with Mike Hurley. Not a big fan of the Kyla Murray contract. I think he's the 12th to 15th best quarterback in the NFL. i probably put him around 12 right now. I think he finishes the year around 15. And that's not a diss on him. I think he's a good quarterback. I just think people overrate him a lot. And if you look at it without DeAndre Hopkins for six games and obviously losing two really good players and Chandler Jones, it's a big loss. And then obviously losing now DeAndre Hopkins for six games, those are two big losses there. But I think if you look at what they did in the offseason, adding Marquise Brown is a big addition to that offense, especially considering Marquise Brown and Kyler Murray had a great connection to college in Oklahoma. So I think they're going to have a good year on offense. I just don't really see this team being the 10-7, and 11-16 that some people see them being, especially considering how good that division is. The Rams are really good. The Niners are really good. I have the Niners going 10-7. I got the Cardinals going 9-8. and eight. One quick update is I just saw Lamar Jackson wants around $230 million fully guaranteed. I respect that. Lamar Jackson should be paid as a top 5-7 to seven quarterback in the NFL since I think that's what his talent and his upside and ability gives you. Next up, I got the Seahawks at 3-14. This team... I think is tanking for the first overall pick. Geno Smith and Drew Locke are their quarterbacks. Geno played actually decent in the five games he played last year for the Seahawks. Five touchdowns to one pick. But I think this team, this roster, had a lot of losses in the offseason. Obviously, Bobby Wagner retired, or Bobby Wagner being released by them and going to the Rams was a loss. And then obviously losing guys like KJ Wright to retirement. Losing Russell Wilson to trade to the Broncos, and then also losing Chris Constant to retirement. This team really had a lot of loss over the last season, and I don't think this team's even going to compete. I have them going 3-14 and 14 in that division. Not going to be a good season for the Seahawks team. So now I'm going to go over to the NFC South. I got the Bucks in first place going 12-5. and five. The Bucs have the best roster, then you add in they have Tom Brady as a quarterback, which I just saw in a report by Ian Rappaport. This could be Tom Brady's last season. So year 23 in the NFL, as I said 
yesterday or a couple days ago. Tom Brady is my pick for MVP this season. I think he's a very good year again. Two straight years with 40-plus passing touchdowns, 40 in 2020, 43 in 2021. I think Brady is another great season. And if this is last year in the NFL, year 23 is his last, I think he's going to want to go out with a bang, maybe win an MVP and win a Super Bowl. So I have the Bucks going 12-5. and five. I get the Saints going 10-7. and seven. I like the Saints' defense a lot. Obviously, they had a good year last year on the defensive end. And I think Jameis Winston has a good year at quarterback. I know people are very down on Jameis Winston because of the turnovers. I think he's a good year. Obviously, Michael Thomas coming back healthy finally for once. Chris Olave, rookie wide receiver. That could be sensational. I have that team going 10-7. Obviously, Alvin Kamara, too, is a good safety blanket for quarterbacks just to dump off the ball, too. So... I have that team going 10 and 7. Obviously, not having Sean Payton there, though, is a loss. Great head coach. Don't have him now. Next up, I have the Falcons going 6 and 11. Mariota is their quarterback. Marcus Mariota will be starting for them in week one. Not very high in this Falcons team. I do know some people have them around 4 and 13, 5 and 12. I think they're a little bit better than that. I have them going 6 and 11. I do like the Kyle Pitts pick they had a couple years ago. I think he's a very good, dynamic tight end. And obviously, losing Matt Ryan now, that offense is going to take a step back, though, no matter what. They still have Cordero Patterson. But that offense will take a step back. I think they're still another year or two away, probably two years away, two good drafts away from competing. So I have them going 6-11. and 11. And then I got the Panthers at 5-12. and 12. I don't know. People, some people high on the Panthers like the Baker Mayfield edition. I still like Sam Donald more than I like Baker Mayfield. So, so I'm not the highest on Baker Mayfield. I have them going 5-12. and 12. Obviously, I have a good core of weapons. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey. Three good weapons there, and then obviously adding a Kamaquanu in the draft out of NC State. Very good tackle with that sixth overall pick. But I think this team is 5-12. and 12. I don't know. I think Baker Mayfield's okay. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he's okay, though. I like Donald a little more, but I'm going to go 5-12 and 12 no matter who the quarterback is for this team. I don't think this team really is competing in that division, especially considering the Bucks are that powerhouse team of the division. NFC North, I have the Packers going 11-6. Obviously, losing Devontae Adams in the offseason is a big loss. Not having Alan Lazard for Week 1, especially considering Lazard played very well at the end of last season. Not having him for Week 1 is a big loss for sure. I have them still going 11-6, and and I think it's because Aaron Rodgers coming off two straight MVPs, which, yes, Devontae Adams definitely helped him get those MVPs, but he's still a very good quarterback. You add in a guy like Romeo Dubs in the draft, and then you add in a guy like Christian Watson, a wide receiver out of North Dakota State in the draft. I think this team is going to be a good team, still have a very good roster, good offensive line. I'm going to go 11-6 and six for that Packers team. Added two very good running backs in A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. They're going to help move the ball downfield. So I have them going 11-6. and six. Second place, I got the Vikings going 9-8. and eight. Justin Jefferson, absolutely electric wide receiver. Kirk Cousins obviously had a good year last year as well. I think this team, though, is a little bit behind the Packers still. I have them going 9-8. and eight. The Lions at 6-11, and 11, they did improve at the end of last season. They actually went 3-3 three and three in their last six games. And they actually had two really big wins at the end of last season, including a win in the last game of the season against the Packers. So they finished the season with a bang. I'm a big fan of Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he's a wide receiver one. I think he could potentially be a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL this year. It might sound like a bold prediction, but I have him as 10th right now in my predictions right now to be the best wide receiver in the NFL. He's the 10th best, that is. Anyways, I have that team going 6-11. and 11. I like Jared Goff. I think he has a good year as well. Then I got the Bears at 3-14. and 14. Really don't have much around Justin Fields to help him out. Donnell Mooney and David Montgomery really all he has on that offense. Obviously, do have Cole Komet as well, but he doesn't have much help around him. I think that Bears team struggles this year, and I think they go 3-14. and 14. So now I'm going to give my playoff predictions. I got the one seed in the AFC is the Bills. I got the Colts as the two seed. Ravens is the three seed. Raiders is the fourth seed. Chiefs is the five seed. Dolphins is the sixth seed. Chargers as the seventh seed. I said before I have the Raiders winning that division, obviously having the tiebreaker edge over the Chiefs. 
But no matter which team comes in first, second, or third, I think the Raiders go further than any team in this division of the playoffs. So let's say the Raiders are the three seed, a wild card team, and the Chargers make it, and let's say the Chiefs make it like my predictions have. I think that team, that Raiders team, still goes further than any team in that division. I don't know what it is. I like the team. I liked Derek Hire a lot. I liked Devontae Adams a lot. I think they're going to make big plays and big moments. Obviously, had a connection at Fresno State and college. I think both of these guys are going to have a very big year. So my NFC predictions, are the Bucks is the one seed, the Rams is the two seed, Packers is the three seed, Eagles is the four seed, 49ers is the five seed, Saints is the six seed, and the Giants, wild card team there, seventh seed team. I figured why not? These are predictions, hot takes. Not everything's going to come out and be right. No one's going to predict everything correctly. I the Giants are the seventh team because why not? I think they're a team that's going to be slept on this year, especially considering everyone's down on Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. I think this is when this team is going to succeed with Brian Dable. When expectations are low, I think they're going to exceed expectations easily this year, and I have them being a seventh seed in the playoffs going 9-8. and eight. So now for the wild card rounds. I get the Colts, the two seed, versus the Chargers, the seventh seed. I get the Ravens, the three seed, versus the Dolphins, the six seed. And I got the Raiders, the four seed, versus the Chiefs, the five seed. Obviously, the Bills getting the first round bye. So the divisional round, I have the Bills versus the Raiders. I get the Raiders beating the Chiefs in that wild card round. And then I got the Colts, the two seed, versus the Ravens, the three seed, in the divisional round as well. I have the Ravens beating the Dolphins in the first round of the wild card round of the AFC. And I got the Raiders beating the Chiefs in that wild card round as well. So I have the Colts over the Chargers, the Ravens over the Dolphins, and the Raiders over the Chiefs in the wild card round in the NFC, in the AFC, that is. The divisional round, I have the Bills versus the Raiders and the Colts versus the Ravens. I got the Raiders over the Bills. Surprise pick to some, probably, I'm sure. But as I said, I'm a big fan of Derek Carr and Devontae Adams this year. I think they can go make a huge run in the AFC this year. I have them beating the Bills in the divisional round of the AFC. It's a hot take, but you need hot takes. That's why we do this. That's why we have predictions. Not everyone's going to get everything right, as I said. And then I have the Raiders beating the Bills, as I said, and then I have the Colts beating the Ravens, the two seed versus the three seed. I have the Colts beating the Ravens in the wild card round. And my conference championship in the AFC is the Raiders versus the Colts, four seed versus the two seed. Obviously, this is a hot take since everyone's going to have the Bills in there, especially maybe even the Chiefs too. People are still going to have the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Chargers, I'm sure people have in the predictions, and the Broncos. I have the Raiders and the Colts. I don't know what it is, but in June or July when I thought about these predictions and I stayed really consistent with those two teams, I've stayed with it. I love Matt Ryan. I love Derek Carr this year. I think both of them have very good seasons. That's my AFC championship. I have the Raiders beating the Colts in the AFC championship. As for the wild card round in the NFC, I get the Rams being the two seed playing the seven seed, the Giants. I get the Rams winning that game. I get the Packers versus the Saints. The Packers are the three seed. The Saints are the six seed. I get the Packers beating the Saints in that game. Then I get the Eagles, the four seed, versus the 49ers, the five seed. I have the 49ers winning that game over the Eagles in the wild card round. So my divisional round is the Bucks, the one seed since they got the bye, versus the 49ers, the five seed. I have the Bucks winning that game. And then I got the Rams, the two seed, versus the Packers, the three seed. And I got the Packers losing that game to the Rams. I got the Rams winning that game. So my NFC championship is the Bucks versus the Rams. I have the Bucks winning that game. So Super Bowl 57, my prediction is the Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Las Vegas Raiders. I think the Raiders have a chance to make a run in the AFC, as I said. That's probably a surprise pick to many. But as I said, once upon a point, always picking favorites. I have the Raiders 
getting to the Super Bowl. And if I had to pick right now, it's a tough prediction. I'll have them losing to the Bucks in a close game, 31-27. to That's just a prediction as of now. But this would change over the course of the season, and I figured why not have some fun with it, pick a team that not everyone's a big fan of that I think is going to really – outshine some teams in that division that AFC West is stacked and people not down with the Raiders but people are very high in the charges the Chiefs even still and people like the Broncos because of Russell Wilson too so me picking the Broncos to be fourth in the division and picking the Raiders to win the division and go to the Super Bowl not many people have that obviously but hey that's the point of hot takes not everyone's going to agree with everything you have so my Super Bowl is the Raiders versus the Bucks. I think it's going to be a very good NFL season. Very excited. There's nothing more than I love than football season. I'm sure if you know me well, you know I'm always locked in. Anytime there's a football game on, whether it's college football or the NFL, I'm always locked in. So I'm very excited to see what happens in the NFL this season. Anyways, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. Hope you guys enjoy the first NFL Sunday of the year. If you have Red Zone, enjoy it. Seven hours of commercial-free football. We'll be starting in just about 20 minutes. Hopefully I can get this out before the start of the season since it's already 1240. i got to get my fantasy lineups in as well. But I got the Giants play at 425, so I'm very excited for that. So I can watch at 1 o'clock games and be calm. Until the Giants play at 425 as the Titans. The Giants do not have Aziz Ojalari and do not have Kayvon Thibodeau, it seems like. So I think this will be a close game between the Giants and the Titans. But I think the Titans maybe get the edge since the Giants do not have those two young, good pass rushes in their lineup. As I said, though, I think Dory Jackson's very good year. Now he's playing the Titans for the first time, I believe, since he left them, since we didn't play the Titans last year. This is his first game back against a team that released him. I think Dory Jackson's a very good year this year, and I think he's going to be the MVP of that Giants defense. And as I said, I think the Giants MVP of their offense will be Daniel Jones. I see Daniel Jones having a huge, huge, huge year. Obviously, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. I know that. People continue to point that out to me. I get that. I didn't really expect him to pick his fifth-year option up since he did have injuries the last few years, and it's tough to give a fifth-year option to a guy that's had injuries and hasn't put everything together all at once. But I think the upside and what he showed as a rookie and has shown the last few years and flashes is good enough for me to say he's going to have a very good year this year and get his payday at the end of this season. Anyways, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. I truly appreciate it, as always. Hope you guys have a good one. Best of luck to your teams in week one. Best of luck to your teams this season. Hopefully, everyone has their team winning their week one games this week. I know I'm a big Giants fan, so I hope the Giants win. The Patriots fans out there, best of luck to the Patriots versus the Dolphins. Hopefully, everyone goes home with a W. As I said, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. and Best of luck to all your teams this season. Thank you.